0: You are now listening to Carly's Couch with Lextopia
1: and CC Fierce. This week, we talk about what mindfulness is and how to build a practice that works for your life.
0: Yeah! <laughs> happy Monday. Happy whatever day it is as you're listening to us. Thanks for listening to us. We appreciate you being here and we have another good episode for you. If you are not, please subscribe to us
1: on YouTube, on iTunes, and if you feel so generous,
0: leave us a five-star review. Yeah, we do need to read some more reviews, so we'd like to get some so we can read them. So put in there um, the things that you've gotten out of the show. Put in there um, what your favorite episodes are. Always feel free to comment on an episode because we do uh, respond to those as well. Shout-out to Earl. Mm -hmm. And um, on YouTube, too. Sometimes people leave... um, interesting comments on YouTube, which I appreciate as well. So we appreciate all the love and want you to continue to show it.
1: Yep, And that's actually what our episode is for today. There's always so much going on in the world. Um, Right now, it feels like there's even more and things are starting to bubble over or have been. And so today we're going to talk about mindfulness, but not in the traditional sense of how we usually talk about mindfulness. I feel like mindfulness is something that we address on the podcast often. And we've even practiced before. We almost um, got taken out whenever a picture behind us like fell on us. It's like one of the first few episodes that we did. Um, But I wanted to think about ways that we can create a mindfulness practice in our lives. Um, Recently was just thinking about it. And like I said, mindfulness is something we talk about, but not necessarily how to do it or things to consider whenever you're building a practice.
0: Yeah, so when you think about mindfulness, what are the first things that come to mind for you? Um, If you're like me, my first thought is meditation. And immediately I would think, okay, this is around, you know, when should I meditate, how to meditate, and why. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, talking to Carly about it, really, mindfulness practice is just about practicing being present. And I don't think that really does have to be, um, you know, just put in the box of just meditation, Um, there's other things you can do and be considered practicing mindfulness, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Everybody, whenever I say mindfulness, I think probably almost everyone, like pictures probably like a little Buddha figure or Mm -hmm. somebody like sitting down in lotus or cross-legged position with their hands, like the thumb and the finger touching. Um, If you're watching the video, you can see me doing Mm -hmm. it. But if you're not, I'm explaining it for you. Um, But that is not the only part of a mindfulness practice. Mindfulness is anything that brings you to the present moment. And a lot of people, um, they can do mindful walking, mindful reading, mindful journaling, mindful eating even. There's ways to just fully enhance your present moment by bringing all of your senses and your awareness here. So that's really what mindfulness is, is the practice of bringing yourself to the present moment.
0: So being mindful is synonymous with being present. Would you say that?
1: Um, I I don't know if I would say that. That's an interesting thing uh, to think about synonymous. I think that being mindful is a way to bring you back to the present moment. Whenever you notice mm-hmm. that you might not be here or might be distracted or might like, mm-hmm. not fully be present. I think mindfulness is a practice to bring you back or a practice of being But present. if you're
0: mindful, you're present. Is that not right? Um, I guess, and maybe that could be an oversimplification. And that's yeah. what I'm kind of trying to do is just understand, all right, when I'm being present... um. I'm being mindful because I'm being mindful of what's happening right now. I'm being mindful of my surroundings. Um, I'm being mindful of the present by being present.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. I had something all in my throat. <clears> throat> so... um I think that we think about that most of meditation because we feel like you have to be super quiet, super still, and that it's supposed to be time to like have conversation with yourself in some type of way. Um, But to your point, like when you go running and you like get into automatic, like that can be something that is, you know, just feeling good in that moment of movement. Probably you would say like with yoga that has total like mindfulness aspects to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's isn't that the point of yoga? Yeah,
1: it's, it's to bring you into your body.
0: So feeling how my body feels at the present time as well.
1: Yeah, it is. So yoga is the, people think about yoga and they always associate it, I would say more so with meditation and things. With mm-hmm. When yoga is just supposed to bring you back into that, it's like the sister science um, for like Ayurveda, which is like, food and different practices about like your body. This is a very oversimplification of Ayurveda, Mm. but it's like a a practice of like your actual body. Mm. And so yoga is more for your mind.
0: And then I think I was trying to connect it to um, being present and like what that definition really means outside of um, saying mindfulness and other terms that may be new to some people. Um, Because with anything that we say we want to practice or do, I feel that it's important to have some type of an outcome in mind or like what's my end goal, right? Like if I'm being mindful, what am I doing it for? Mm-hmm. Um, not just for like what does that make me feel right now? Like it may, you know, comfort for you, make you feel less stressed, et cetera. But like how do I know when I've like gotten to this end point or is there an end point?
1: I don't think there is. Just like this journey to personal development and mm. self growth and self love. I don't, I think it's a lifelong journey. Um, we're here as for as long as we're here, we're in this journey. Hopefully, you know, working to become our best selves. I think the outcome then, because and that's I love.
0: Talk- I think there still it could be an outcome. Oh no, now. absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. But I was about to say the outcome though. Um, I and I love talking to people who like haven't been quote unquote trained or things in mindfulness because I think a lot of times whenever you like go to school for or get trained by. It kind of puts parameters on things, and people asking questions who might not have had that always opens up a new perspective. And it's like, wow, mm-hmm. like I haven't thought about that in a long time. But I think the outcome is, um, when you're in the present moment, you're able to more fully enjoy what's going on around you. You're not being, you know, caught up in the past or the future or what's going on. You're able to, by being by being present with yourself. You're able to understand exactly what you're going through, how you feel, and then it kind of leads for me to like a wisdom and like what you need in that moment and the opportunity to actually do it because you're not being distracted.
0: Yeah. But I think what's interesting about this outcome you're trying to get to with mindfulness is that it's almost like a peace and calm and not thinking about trying to be mindful, Mm -hmm. which is like, you know, do you just all of a sudden look back like, oh, like I haven't, you know, what is that still like? how do you recognize it or how is it just like oh man i feel is it if i feel happy and i feel peaceful and i feel good that this is just the space that my mindfulness has helped me to get to
1: i think it's i think it's a mix of both but i think mindfulness is a tool and so whenever things happen that inevitably throw you off course, like life is always going to throw waves at you. But the goal of them is to, is to stay centered during all of this. And that's mm-hmm. a quote I want to say Rumi or somebody I just saw that I really loved. And so it's a tool to help you be able to maintain your peace and calm no matter what's going on around you. Because that's really what yoga is, too. It's like no matter what pose or whatever is happening in your body, you're always able to maintain your breath. And that's the only thing in life we can actually control is how we respond and react to things. Mm-hmm.
0: And then when you, as you practice mindfulness, what is it that is disappearing from your mind or from your life? And I'm asking that because I'm thinking about, you know, on a scale or, or a spectrum here, you know, how do you kind of know, like, if you're... Like I'm mindful versus, you know, sometimes you don't realize how much chatter is going on in your head Mm -hmm. or like that, that type of thing. Like, what is it that you can see less of and know that you're doing better?
1: Yeah. So ways to kind of measure progress, Mm -hmm. like with this mindfulness practice. Um, So one is like less, and you mentioned chatter, it's like mental chatter. So less chaos, chaos, I guess, in your head. Mm -hmm. Um, Or things, I would say, even like noticing um, when triggers, when things, when you're triggered, when things happen, like your anxiety about certain situations or just in general, like a general state, your general state is probably more peaceful, that there's less Mm -hmm. mental chatter, that you're not feeling quite as anxious. And if you are, that you're able to recenter yourself in the moment and it kind
0: of dissipates slowly. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what tools there are um, saying that because I can't quite think of anything off the top of my head. Maybe there's stuff within like apps and things we've talked about before. But if there's a tool to measure kind of like how mindful you are or where you are right now in a way where you can kind of know or, or like exercises, maybe even to recognize like, how much chatter do I have going on in my head? Because again, I feel like a lot of times you don't realize it until maybe for me, like once I start meditating, then you realize like how hard it is to, you know, be still or be, you know, not think about what you want to do next, et cetera. And so maybe I'm answering my own question in that in the practice of it, you just recognize how how easy it is to get distracted, maybe, or how easy it is to, um, you know, lose focus. And maybe your goal is to have longer periods of time. Is that fair? Like while you practice, if you can kind of go longer periods of time before now, you're like, oh man, what time is it, um, or something like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Or um, even you mentioned it a story one day when you're like, I don't want to move. Like I just want to try to be still. And then you mm-hmm. notice that like all of a sudden your back itches and your shoulders aching and all Everything. these things start happening. <laughs> it's like I start having a twitch, yeah. like a weird twitch. Everything
0: started twitching. And- <laughs>
1: And that's like a personal story, but like you answered your own question. I think these mindfulness practices are ways to see how mindful you are. Mm -hmm. And the goal of mindfulness is not, and a lot of people think it is to sit and completely clear your head. That's not what it is. Like that's a cool benefit, but that can become escapism. And we've kind of talked about that before, like using these things to run away, but it's just learning to sit with your shit Mm -hmm. and be okay regardless.
0: Okay. So then um, to that, then um, as we talk about What to consider when you're practicing this, you know, I guess as you start, or if you're not new to this, like thinking back to when you started trying to be mindful, um, you know, it's kind of what that starting place is. I would say probably like start to jot down or if there's, if this is a new journey for you, maybe having a mindfulness journey or something, but um, journal, excuse me, where you know you kind of jot down how hard it it was, or maybe what those feelings or thoughts were when you tried to practice, and then maybe over time, that's a good way to gauge, um, you know, how you're feeling or how things have changed. Um, and I think another measure or outcome to mindfulness, outside of during the practice, is perhaps the fact that out and about when you're not quote practicing, like trying to focus on it, right? I think maybe some of those things that come up while you were practicing, you might be more aware of in other circumstances and things. And so it'll be cool when all of a sudden you're like, oh, like, you know, connecting dots to thoughts or or things that have come up while you were, you know, in that time of really trying to pay attention. Um, and so maybe it's a way, like, if you start to notice, like, dots just connect a lot more in your, you know, being out and about life, Um I guess that's mindfulness brought to life in that way because that's keeping you kind of in the present and, and also reflecting on those same types of things.
1: Exactly. And, and mindful, mindfulness practice is just that a practice for life. Like life uh-huh. is the show. Like if you're training for a marathon, like in, in essence, like life is the actual marathon. So it's, it, it can be easier to be nice and still and peaceful and thoughtful when you're at home in your nice little Zen room doing whatever. But when you're driving your car and somebody cuts you off, it's a lot harder to, mm-hmm. to do that and to keep that pause and um you've mentioned the pause before like if I came at Lex crazy before she like reacted she has this pause where she is aware of what's going on she's aware of herself and then able to make a decision on how she wants to respond or react that's another way to note your progress mm-hmm. so that and then the last one that just kind of popped up in my head is triggers for example if somebody says something that used to send you off into a rage or used to like decimate you or break your mm-hmm. heart or really hurt you and now they say and it's kind of like Okay, cool. What does that or mean? Or your bounce back time is shorter.
0: For example, um, what does that mean? is different in your mind now, or different with you now.
1: Yeah, it means that that your practice of learning to sit with things and not letting them overwhelm you mm-hmm. is is getting better. Mm-hmm. So stuff that used to okay. feel like a tidal wave, um, and I, I you're not as yeah, effective. It's not you're not as effective. And I think about like for example, um, like maybe like in imp- like with past relationships, like romantic particularly, like you might be really bothered by stuff. With them, where you might be holding on to a lot of hurt, but now it's kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of another way to gauge is looking at triggers and things that sometimes might feel overwhelming, unbearable. And now it's kind of more bearable. You're able okay. to maintain that peace and calm.
0: Okay. So are we ready to go into um, how to yeah.
1: practice it? Absolutely. So now that we've kind of discussed what mindfulness is, it's not meditation. Meditation is one facet of mindfulness, but learning to be present, um, I thought it would be helpful to share some tips to help you build your practice. And the first one is to be intentional. And that means be intentional with your time, space, and your effort.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like with your time and your planner, you're planning for your meetings, you're planning for things that you have to do. It's very easy to think like, okay, I'm going to start meditating or... I'm going to be mindful or I'm going to go to the gym, anything, right? And if you don't carve out time intentionally for it, then what you're saying is, uh, you know, sometimes I might do it, sometimes I might not. And or you can see yourself getting to the end of the week and you haven't really done that thing. And so a big part of it, I think, is really structuring a time, especially if it's something new for you, Um to put down a time and try to make it, like, the same time um, every day, but, like, Mm -hmm. setting aside a specific time that you know you are going to um, practice meditation or, excuse me, let me keep saying mindfulness um, because maybe it's your morning jog or your morning bike ride or something and the particular space um, and the effort. So, like, really define it for yourself, if that makes sense. And what are some ways you can help define it for yourself, whether that should be active or... You know, maybe sitting down and meditating.
1: Um, I would challenge you to try different ways. So I would challenge you to sit still and to meditate. I would challenge you to try one if you take morning walks with your dog, like this time instead of being on your phone. Maybe you leave your phone mm-hmm. at home and you try oh, to good. just be present in the moment. Or when you're reading, like whatever whatever you you currently do, the easiest way to integrate a new habit is to. Build I would it argue into against the
0: reading doing. though because I feel like that's kind of like a combo. Like you're really like reading something and and processing Agreed. it. So maybe like. But but when we say, like, running or walking with your dog, that makes me think, like, usually, you know, when you're running, you're just having thoughts in your head, so it, it can still be a time to pay attention to what those thoughts are or to really catch what you're thinking about and looking around instead at, you know, that tree and, you know, that sign and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I, I would say I wouldn't... Maybe... And even journaling, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's being mindful, because I think you could journal about your mindfulness, but mm-hmm. I would like to say... You should keep it in your head. What do you think about that?
1: Um, well, I I wouldn't say keep it in your head. I would say those are very fair points with um, journaling and and reading because you can just be aware, like you can be in there having a conversation with the person in the book or having a conversation with yourself instead of just sitting with.
0: Yeah, even like listening to thoughts. music and stuff. That I don't. I would not consider that mindfulness because exactly. you are having like a interaction with reading, listening. Um, to some other words or something else.
1: Yes, I, w- I would agree with that, but it's not just in your head because you can mindfully eat and there's a really cool, like if you type in mindful eating and Google it, there's, I'm sure there's a Sound YouTube like video. money to look up. It <laughs> is so, it is so freaking cool. I got to do it at USC. Um, They have like a USC mindfulness club, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And uh, one of my professors from the B school is like actually one of the founders. He's not a monk, but like he is a, like I won't say we're over now, but at least a Los Angeles we're now mindfulness professor. Mm-hmm. But he also teaches in the business school, which is really cool. And there's, it's an awesome mindful mindful eating thing. But it's you're experiencing it with yourself, and someone's just kind of guiding you through it. So it is different, mm-hmm. but it is with your body. Mm-hmm. And so I would say you can be mindful with your body, but for things you can
0: have guidance, yeah. But not, I think that's different than um, like consuming or, or having music. like a back and
1: forth. Agreed, agreed. So when when thinking about how to build a practice being intentional with that time and with that space. And if you want like to build consistency is the best way. Mm-hmm. And so looking at your current routine, like how can you build it in? Mm-hmm. If it is the morning walking your dog, if it is like as soon as you get out of bed going to do that, um, you had a great point about thinking about the space when you do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want to share that or want me to meet you.
0: Oh, sure. So I think when it comes to the space where you go, that it should try to be the same space every day. And we talked about this in our environment episode, I believe, like your personal environment, um, that it's important to know, like, your mind is already associated with sleeping in your bed or other things. Your mind is associated with work if you're sitting at your desk, perhaps um, and wherever you are in your home, right? And so one thing with your space to consider is to get up, if this is something in the morning, I guess, um, and to go to a space, um, in the same space every day to almost condition your mind to know when I come here, this is where I'm really focused in on my own thoughts and to also make sure you block out all that extra stuff. So whether you have noise canceling headphones or, um, what do you call the little things you stick in your ear to cancel plugs. out noise? Yeah. Plugs. Um, try using one of those sleep covers. I've done that before. Like if it's sunny because you know how you can kind of still see like the red through your eyes when you close them. Um, don't have the coffee going in the morning yet. Like for me, sometimes I would try to cheat and I'll be like, all right, let me get started. Like make the coffee and then go sit down and like you really get distracted because you're smelling coffee or, you know, like your stomach starting to react to those outside things versus you paying attention to your mind. And so it's really like just blocking kind of everything out. Um, but I would say that about space, making sure it's it's a separate space that you can kind of dedicate. And that could be like your special spot.
1: And I like that a lot. One of my clients um, is building a Zen room in her house, which is I cool. use it. And I like love it. She's like, really excited about building this really thoughtful space for her just to grow and heal and do whatever she needs to do in that space. Um, I would also challenge you, like whenever you're doing that too, sometimes think about possibly doing it like out on your balcony if you have one or something like that too because you it's like almost a challenge for me. So I do have a special space that I do meditate and I think it's really important to have that and I also challenge you to maybe mix it up sometimes just to see if it's different. And to see how it's different, and how that could affect your practice too,
0: yeah, that's a good point because um before we got to this thinking about like which way you should practice, it's you know paying attention to what you were able to do or and that and that's why I guess it was important we talked about outcomes, too, so you know like all right, what is it you're looking for to know if this is good for you or not? Um, but with everything that you do, try it and see how it goes. But also I think, I don't know, that's kind of difficult because sometimes it's just you and like, it's just hard to actually be mindful. And so I think if you're a beginner and correct me if you don't think this is fair, but I think if you're a beginner, um, you really should try to start with a, like sit down somewhere, you know, and not maybe not necessarily like trying to push it and do different, everything, you know, different ways, but try with the sitting down first, because I think low key, that's the hardest thing to do. And at least that will give you a good point of like, where you're at with the chatter and stuff. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And um, when I I agree with that 100%. And I would say when trying different things, like maybe try a week straight of just sitting. And then the next week, try integrating with running. And just noting down the differences, like writing down in your mindfulness journey, like what are the differences? Did I feel more mindful? Was I more distracted? Like which one do you like? And your body, if you take a moment to listen to it, it'll tell you, you'll know. You'll know where you need to be. You just have to listen to yourself. But that's the point of sitting down and being mindful.
0: Okay. Um, So once you've created a structure for yourself, some things to try, time to space out, now it's kind of what are those tips for actually being mindful? Like in this time, what can they start to do or what should they be looking for?
1: So the first thing is just noticing who you, like how you are, like what, what comes up for you? Like when you take that time to sit down, you know, you've been intentional about it. Now you're sitting there, what's coming up for you? How do you feel? What does your body feel like? What does your heart feel like? What, just where are you and how do you feel? Like that's the first thing
0: I would say, tell you to look what at. What types of things can come up or, or what types of things come up for you?
1: Everything. Sometimes it's like, imagine throwing a million Uh, ping pong balls in like a box and just shaking it around sometimes my thoughts feel like that my mental chatter just goes crazy the moment I try to sit down Um, and then I notice I start to judge myself because I'm like man I'm over here supposed to be being mindful and now Mm -hmm. I'm just mad because I'm thinking (laughs) about all these mean things and I can't stop thinking and I start getting really frustrated with myself Mm -hmm. and I start judging myself and so um, that's what comes up and that's what can come up but it's funny um, in some guided meditations at the end they're like okay now let your mind begin to wonder and then my mind is so yeah. still and I'm like you have got to be kids. Yeah, that
0: is what happens every time. <laughs> when you're so supposed to be focused, they join be everywhere. And then they say like give yourself permission to think about anything. And you're like, well, shit I'm here now. Crickets. <laughs> you're like, I'm awful now. What's up? <laughs> What's up? I don't even need to do that. That's so funny. It's like our bodies try to be like anti or I don't know. It's like what you're what you're trying not to do. If you're trying not to do something like you do it. And so it is something to like really learning to lean in. And with the not being judgmental part, it's like even the thoughts that come up, um, I feel like can be judgmental. If you're thinking about uh, yourself or if you're, if your thoughts maybe are, oh man, I know I need to do this thing or thinking about projects or other people or work to catch yourself. um, Look for those judgments, like look for you making things in a bad or good and saying like, oh, but I'm not going to judge that or, just catching it like, oh, no, you know, that's kind of being judgmental. Let me come back. And um, I think that you just start to catch it. You realize how judgy everything you say is. Like, um, I feel like it gets really bad, actually. Or when you feel like, um, you know, you may feel like you're a positive person, but it's like you can kind of start to notice, like, this is a lot of, like, lack talk or kind of negative talk, I mm-hmm. think, a lot of times. In that, um, and for me, when I have tried to be mindful of, There has been times that I noticed, like, all of a sudden it clicked to me, like, man, all my thoughts were around, like, things I'm working on, which kind of goes back to some of our previous convos about, like, you know, is it really good to be this, like, I always want to be better type person, or, like, where's the line between that being, like, the problem, and then those things actually not really being a problem, Mm -hmm. but, like, you know, just to think about all the things you're working on, and then all of a sudden, you feel, like, overwhelmed or stressed about that, and it's just too much, and so, like, one day when I finished, like, I remember writing all these things down, and I was, like, I do not, like, I'm recognizing that I'm actually framing a lot of my thought processes negatively um, instead of positively, so, like, sometimes I would just really remember that and then be able to look at it and like try to switch that around or at least identify like if I say that or hear that again from myself.
1: Yeah. And I really like that. Um, that's also a great tip is if you notice certain thoughts keep coming up or the way you're thinking things is to write it down so you can look at it. But that's the second step. So the first is to be intentional. The second is to observe without judgment. Like your goal here is not to beat yourself up anymore than you already do. It's to just learn where you are and give you a point of
0: awareness. Yeah. I think you're right because it just, it gives you uh, keys about like what you think is important. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes that doesn't match with what I say or what I want it to be. Um, So then you recognize like where you need to go or where you need to get or, Um, okay, I thought I was here, but really my thoughts are all keeping me right here. And so it's really like exploring for yourself, um, you know, which doors you kind of need to break through.
1: Exactly. It's about just being aware. And so when I said like figuring out where you are, that's giving you inclinations. Like even if you say one thing, like this is really where you are and how to move forward. And I like um, Alexia's thoughts. So Whenever you do notice yourself being judgy, whenever you notice that you might be coming from this mentality of lack or even having like a negative perspective about something, it just gives you a, a chance to you know, think about it and then afterwards maybe try to change it. So now you can, now you're more aware of like, you know, speaking from like, oh, I ain't got it, fam. I still ain't got it. I, everything always goes wrong, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now you can start to change that. You know, I don't have it yet, but I'm getting it or I already have it. And, mm-hmm. and just noticing where you can change those things to be more peaceful and to feel better um, and more in alignment. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: another thing, another tip, um, which you kind of started to give earlier, would be to make sure that however you practice mindfulness, that you do take time to be still. Um, and stillness is, I think, so important. I've recognized more recently how important it is just because I didn't realize how often I was not doing it, which is like never. And so it's like, oh, that sounds mad simple, but then to actually pay attention and realize how much um, personally I use movement as a distraction from present, as a distraction from feelings, as a distraction from uncomfortable something, um, then now I realize like, oh man, like, I have to really like, even like on FaceTime or like doing anything I do personally, like I always have to be like, Oh, I'm going to sit down. And then I sit down and then my friends make fun of me. Cause two minutes later, I'm like walking in circles again, but like, I'm actually, you know, very conscious of it now. And so it's amazing how hard it is to stay still when you're really thinking about trying to stay still. Like I would literally challenge y'all to sit down and like time how long you can stay still or even, even try to for like a minute. And it's so hard. Like, I promise. Like, Carly said, everything going to start itching. I promise.
1: Out of nowhere. It's going to be like, I didn't even know I had it. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? And, like, start your head's going to start tingling and, like, might start having a twitch in a muscle. It is mm-hmm. wild. But it's so important. And I'm one of those people, too. I like to move. And even with my mindfulness, I like to stretch or do it when I'm doing yoga and doing different things. When I first started doing yoga, I thought Shavasana was stupid. And Shavasana is the end of yoga. And if you've never done yoga, you lay there in Shavasana, which is dead man's pose. You're literally laying on your back. Your feet fall open and your palms are up and you're just supposed to lay there. And I was like, why am I here? Like, oh mm-hmm. my God. And now it's my favorite part of the practice. It, it That's where the work is done. Like yoga just gets me to a place. Like I I started doing yoga because I felt like really sad and I was going through a breakup and I was going through this life transition. And just the work in my body helped me to process my emotions because emotions can get stuck in your body. But then at the end in Shavasana, all these times I hated it, I just started bawling. Like one day I just really just like released and I was like, oh, I get it. Like this is the moment. Yoga, like that's Mm -hmm. cool. These poses aren't the work. This is the work. Like this moment when you have to lay there with all of your emotions, with everything that's going on around you and still... Be present. You can't run away from it because you're mm-hmm. in the middle of a class. Like that's when I realized that's how important stillness is. And I would say for the pandemic, everybody that I've talked to, um, like all my friends, and then checking in on everybody, has had a lot of growth and revelations in different areas because they've been more still. Mm-hmm. And that and just because we physically couldn't be out the house and couldn't do different things. And so when you've been running from things for so long, when you finally stop, they all smack into you. And you have a chance to be face to face with all of them. So I challenge you, even if you're like me and you want to do like running meditation, running mindfulness and all these things, at the end, still take a moment to be still and to let the work sink into you. I promise you'll come through and be like, wow, I had no idea that I felt like that or why wow, I didn't know I needed to heal from that. And it's, it's just amazing how those things come up.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think considering that when you're doing an active mindfulness, like um, yoga, for example, remembering that it's not it's not just like you're being active and thinking about your thoughts. The The mindfulness is in the mindfulness of every single movement. And so that's different than like if you're practicing mindfulness, if you're trying to meditate, for example, and and be still, you know, when you start moving and stretching, then that's probably not that same type of like mindfulness with the body, but it's you trying to like, uh, I want to do something. It's so it's, I, I think even with that, like catching yourself where you know, is it mindful if you're really like feeling your heels hit the pavement and trying, to, you know, feeling through your body versus, you know, when you really try to sit, sit still and like everything is moving around. So it's, it's different. And even back to the mindful eating, um, thinking about things like even washing your face, like I feel like when you're more intentional and present in every movement, it is like way more care into it. And for some reason, like with that 60-second face-washing rule, for example, they said it's not about how long you do it, but the fact that you're counting and you're being so intentional in what you're doing that... I don't know mm-hmm. how to explain but it's like you're, you're putting more into it. You're putting more love into like what you're doing and, and into that movement, and you're doing it better. You're taking better care of yourself, and your energy is going into that. And so mindfulness, I, I feel like bringing it back to real life... Is being able to do everything in that space to where uh, this is, I'm into this right now. I'm into this thing. I'm into this conversation right now. I'm not doing other movements, grabbing my phone, doing this or that, because I'm still in present with you or in doing whatever that thing is. And I think that's um, now tying it back in because you kind of brought up that thought that that's really the outcome you're looking for is that you don't have trouble focusing on like what you're focusing on. and that is very helpful in practicing to be still and be in that moment.
1: Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know about the 60 second face washing thing, so now I'm gonna
0: try Oh that. yeah, so, um, um, dang, oh, LA Beautyologist is her name on Twitter, but um, she did a video on, and this is maybe like really old now, maybe a year or, lo- or longer, but she did a video around, you know, wash your face for 60 whole seconds. And what everybody realized is, everyone's like, oh shoot, this changed my life, washing my face for 60 seconds every time. But the main thing is you don't realize how quick you really do it that it's really only a few seconds. And until you really count, you're like, damn, 60 seconds is a long time when you're really <laughs> trying to do it. Like, what's up? And the same with being still, the same with mindfulness, meditation, all those things is that, you know, you're going into it and you're you're letting yourself be it and, and and be that thing at that time and enjoy it and not, um, you know, not just a quick thing to check off the list, but like to do it for really 60 seconds, it just makes you more mindful of what you're doing. And I think that's really what yeah. the key ends up being. Um. again not just the actual time
1: I started doing that Um, with lotion like and like oil and stuff after I get out of the shower like because mm-hmm. I realized I was like slapping it on and moving around I was like what if I took my time and just mm-hmm. was here and present with myself and it feels so much better like I feel so mm-hmm. I don't know it's just more relaxing and peaceful and that actually brings like up to my last tip when you're building a mindfulness practice so like you know being still not uh, not judging yourself when you're noticing what's coming up but giving yourself space and grace and what I mean by that is it's a journey um it's not a one-time thing and now we're done and yay you just have to allow yourself to show up how you are as you are in that moment and that's enough like and that's why I kind of shy away from saying there's an outcome or a goal because we're such a an outcome measured society like everything I want to know like if I'm getting better is this what's my grade could I do this could I do that but it's really allowing yourself to show up however you are in that moment. And then the outcomes are, come from you providing yourself this space and this mm-hmm. grace. There's no wrong way to be mindful. There's no wrong way to love on yourself and to listen to yourself and to give yourself what you need. And so just giving yourself that same space and your gra- and grace with your practice.
0: Yeah, that's very important because um, you're always going to be getting better. Or Sometimes it feels like you got it and then you don't and you got it. So it's just a matter of continuing to practice because... Every time you recognize something else like out in in the world, it's just like it feels like a victory Um, just to be aware of things that you haven't been aware of before. Um, So that's how we always grow and just continue to learn more about ourselves and um, what our purpose is in life, period.
1: Mm -hmm. And yoga humble continues to humble the F out of me because some days I can do really amazing poses and my body is just open and there. And then sometimes I can't do basic poses and things hurt. And I'm like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And so I like when people are like, oh, you're really good at yoga. It's like, ah, actually, it's not, you can't really be good at yoga. You just kind of show up how you are and let go of your attachment to the outcome mm-hmm. and realize like, however I am in that moment is
0: exactly how I'm supposed to be. And that's enough. Got it. So this week we want you guys to practice mindfulness. Be aware of it. Time yourself. See how long you can sit still. Mm -hmm. Time yourself. See how long you be washing your face. (laughs) (laughs) Point three seconds. And then you know what? Like even to have like a a goal for a day to like try to be mindful like um, because it is like with what we say, everything you do, right? Putting lotion on, your shower, everything. Like can you really enjoy like Everything that you are doing, every pencil stroke, every sip you take of this beverage or whatever it is, and just really try to be there. And I think it makes a difference because it's like that's what life is supposed to be, you know, how it's supposed to be lived. Um, so think about that this week let us know um, how you practice or what your thoughts are about it and we look forward to hearing that on your feedback
1: yeah at carly's couch on twitter and instagram at lextopia at cc fierce on instagram yeah savor it i challenge y'all to savor things this week like when you're eating when you're washing your face all of it and then let us know how that goes and if you have any tips or like any cool lessons i would love to hear them okay
0: and then do you want to ask the question of the week yeah
1: Question of the week is: What's the most valuable lesson this time has taught you so far?
0: But what is this time? Sorry, because I I was thinking I was trying to um, read it. That's why I didn't know what that meant. I was
1: thinking like the like this. This I would say this year, like this pandemic, this time. Oh, okay. These uncertain times. Yes, these uncertain times. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, The most valuable lesson um, that this has taught me. I would say is to honor and strengthen and edify um, my team members for me, for me, I guess, um, because when things get difficult or if there's a lot to do or things are overwhelming, um, it is good to have a team that is very solid and that, you know, things are moving um, when things may be difficult for you or, you know, if, if overall things are difficult for people, um, the fact that they're strong, like, keeps things moving forward. Um, so for me, maybe I'll say I've learned uh, the importance of having a very involved um, team.
1: Yeah, I love it. And I also love the word edify. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, I love that word. Um, there's a lot of lessons that I've learned, but I think right in alignment with this episode to slow down mm-hmm. to, to honestly slow down to enjoy these moments and to you know actually take the time to follow up with those people who I was like yeah we gonna catch up girl and then we mm-hmm. don't um, if it's people that I really care about so you've been pouring into your teammates like I've been you know working on my friendships like calling people and really just being able to spend that time because we all have slowed down so and learning to rest and slow down mm-hmm. what have y'all learned during these uncertain times? Mm-hmm.
0: Let us know. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, y'all.